Hey guys, welcome to another huge episode of Triggered. Today, we're being joined by one of our favorite congressmen, the one and only Wesley Hunt from the great state of Texas. Congressman Hunt is a West Point grad. He was an Army Apache helicopter pilot. The first time he was ever on Triggered, he actually changed his pronouns to Apache helicopter, so we all must recognize those because those are the rules. We're just playing by them. And last time he was on the show, he also said, and you guys all said, that you loved his America First energy. So I think he's really a rising star in the Republican Party. He's been a strong voice for all of us in the America First movement on the issues we talk about on this show all the time. So we're super psyched to have him back. Uh, guys, make sure you're liking, you're sharing, you're subscribing, so you never miss any of these episodes, okay? We want to make sure we get this word out, we get this messaging out. We have God knows how many people working against us at all times between big tech and the mainstream media. It's you guys that make that happen. So like, share, subscribe, download the Rumble app. Remember, we're only on Mondays and Thursdays. So, you know, it's not the regular schedule. So, you know, subscribe so that you can get reminders so that you can catch the shows live. Also remember, you can find these shows on Apple Podcasts and Spotify after they air right here on Rumble. So we're everywhere, and if you're traveling, that may be an easy way to do it. So make sure to check those things out. But the reminders are big, again, because, you know, for better or worse, this isn't my day job. So I can't do every night. Uh, this way you don't miss an episode. Mondays, Thursdays, you catch them all. So like, share, subscribe, and make sure you have your notifications on for it. It's all of you guys who make this possible, along with our incredibly brave sponsors, okay? So... Part of what we talk about on this show so often is we got to vote with our wallets. So make sure to check out these incredible sponsors, but especially go check out the team right now at Patriot Supply. We talk about it over and over again. You need to be prepared in a time of crisis. Whether it's Biden caused disasters, whether it's inflation, everything's getting worse. Uh, you know, I live in Florida, you got hurricanes. I mean, we got to be prepared. So that includes your family's food security. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make sure that you're eating right in a time of crisis. These delicious meals last up to 25 years, okay? So guess what? Between now and then, <laughs> something's going to happen, okay? Uh, and they provide over 2,000 calories daily. And when you visit preparewithdonjr.com, like P-R-E-P-A-R-E -E with D-O-N-J-R.com, you'll get $60 off their four-week emergency food kit. And this low price, you also can take care of everyone in your family when you need it. So visit preparewithdonjr.com, P-R-E-P-A-R-E -E with donjr.com. And when you order by 3 p.m. on any given day, you'll get free shipping that same day. So be prepared and go to preparewithdonjr.com before the chaos gets even worse. And speaking of patriotic companies, don't forget about the awesome folks at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I keep saying it, guys. We got to support the companies who support you rather than giving your hard-earned dollars to companies who will weaponize your dollars against you. I have a feeling, call it a long shot, but if you're watching a podcast, I have a feeling you're going to have a cell phone too. So do it with Patriot Mobile, where you put America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You can keep your phone number, guys. You can keep your phone. So the transition is really easy. But instead of giving your money to, say, AT&T, whose parent company wanted to cancel a bunch of conservative cable programming, you give it to people who donate to the causes that we believe in. They provide you dependable wireless service at an affordable price putting your dollars into action and supporting freedom-loving values. They literally donate a portion of every dollar earned to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, and protecting our brave police and first responders. So for fast, free activation. It's fast, it's free. You keep your number, you keep your phone. You support patriotic values rather than those who hate your guts. It's a no-brainer. Go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Type it in your browser right now while you're doing this so that you can do it later. PatriotMobile.com slash triggered. It's a big deal, and we got to vote with our wallets. And lastly, folks, go check out the great folks over at Gold Co. It's a new year, but we see the economic warning signs. Inflation, 
reckless spending, global turmoil. Biden caused disasters each and every day. I want you to be prepared. And owning tangible physical inflation, hedging gold and silver, can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. You can safeguard your savings. You can do it tax and penalty-free. Gold Co. is top-notch customer service, and they'll answer your questions so you learn in the process. They will walk you through it step-by-step. Go to Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R, gold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R, gold.com to learn more. Okay, joining me now, guys, Congressman from Texas's 38th District, West Point grad, Army veteran, Apache helicopter pilot. He actually, on the show the first time, changed his pronouns right there in real time to Apache helicopter, so we must acknowledge that okay those are the rules we just play by them okay but uh truly a maga america first rock star wesley hunt congressman good to have you back on here buddy sorry Man, apache so apache me. helicopter <laughs> you know what i mean if they if we're going to do pronouns if that's what i want to be called damn it you're going to call me that apache but, but pilot listen, american <laughs> yeah listen it, 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 it's so much better than like zims or thems and like so i'm like ridiculous. some of this other stuff like I don't, these aren't even words, let alone, so like, so if I'm going to be known as something, like, I'm going to come up with something kick-ass, like, right. you know, uh, but, so, uh, you know, Apache helicopters, yeah, it's, it's legit. I can actually let that slide. I, but, normally, but Don, if you, but Don, not only that, but then I'm going to demand that you call me that. Even if it, even if you don't know, even if you can't tell, I'm going to demand that you call me I, Apache pilot. I, I, I'm okay with that. That's the one time I will bend the knee to you know, the insanity <laughs> of, of pronouns, but the one right, time. So, we, I, I got to be careful how far I take it, because sometimes you and I, we get a little bit like this, and like Kim's like, okay, there's people listening. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> they're, they're giving the hook. But, so you were out there uh, last week on Monday yeah. uh, in Iowa with us. You, you know, we all sort of you know, split up, divide and conquer, you know, cover those yeah. things. I mean, uh, and then, you know, I, I was basically in bed. Kim's much more social than me. It was like 11 o'clock, you know, all the stuff was in. DJT just leaves. Yeah. I, I'm in bed, you know, naked, sleep, about to go to sleep. And right. she calls like, "Hey, you know, Wesley's downstairs, Byron's downstairs, Matt Gates." Like, I'm like, "You're gonna make you me know, put you know my pants on, aren't you?" And so, and so I did. I put my pants back on. I, I came downstairs, and I'm not exactly sure what time we left, but it wasn't early. That, that it, no, it, it ended up. Be- <laughs> Kim was literally there, like hurting. She'd be like. You know, is that person pressed? Is that person pressed? Because, like, the conversation we were having would probably be a liability to the rest of our political futures. I think to real Americans, though, they would get it. So, so, so we had some fun there. We had too much fun. And what I really want people to understand is, is those conversations that we had in that speakeasy, man, and just hanging out, chopping it up like regular people, regular Americans, you're exactly right. That's the kind of thing that people want us to see. They want us to know that we are just having real conversations about our country, how to make things better, laughing, joking, probably being a bit inappropriate. But at the end of the day, man, we're just having a good time and sharing stories. And I think that's the side that a lot of Americans want to see more of us. And that's why I was very glad to share that with you. And then for those that are watching and listening, Don is the most fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. When Kim's uh, too much fun, <laughs> I, I, I call Kimberly, uh, you know, Kimberly voice of reason. When, when we were, re- yeah. we, you know, let's just say we may have been like recreating a meme, and it was like me on a couch and you and Byron Donalds behind me, and I was like, you know, this <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. She's sure like, about- what are you guys doing? I'm like, isn't this like what? I'm, like we're supposed to be able to have fun like this? I, yeah, sure, it's totally inappropriate, but like the fact that like friends can actually do that. You know, the other side has beaten, you know, everything out of humor. You're not allowed to make those jokes. And I, I'd, I'd say, you know, obviously that, that was MLK Day, right? So people, right. you know, th- there's a lot of sort of stuff going on back and forth throughout the day. And, you know, we're just having fun. And I think that was sort of the ultimate expression of, of where America has gone, that, guys, that we can joke around about those things and, and, and be totally, you know, totally funny. And then, you know, having the people that are a little bit more reasonable, perhaps panicking. But it's like, that's what it's all about. That's the point. That's the point. And yeah. it, the, the second that we stopped doing that as this country, you know, you and I were, were talking about actually we kind of grew up in, around, around the, the same era, like in the 80s and, and 90s where like, you know, you could actually be funny and Richard Pryor was actually funny and Eddie Murphy was actually funny and we could get away with things that, that were a bit edgy, but we didn't take each other too seriously. Yeah. And the left is stealing all the joy from everything. And but, I, I'm seeing this thing kind of come full circle. I'm seeing Americans just like us being like, you know what, like, 
I'm not going to adhere to that. Like, you're not going to take my fun away. Yeah, we're going to be edgy. Yeah, we're going to have fun. And yeah, we get to say whatever we want to say because this is America. It's a free country. Can we just have a good time? Can we joke, please? Yeah, and but, I but, we but are it the was party funny. So we're sitting the there in, in a room and you know, there's you know political consultants and pollsters and like you, me, and Byron are, are like, we're reenacting uh, probably <laughs> one of the last great uh, you know, comedic skits that was probably pushing the boundaries of, uh, right. you know, uh, 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 of race these days. Yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> and when we started talking about Clayton Bigsby, the yes. black white supremacist, you could see all the consultants were like, and then what? you, you, uh, me and Byron just are cracking up having a, because Ooh. it's one of the great skits of all time. But, you know, in the world of politics, you see that everyone's so, guided by that whereas i think again the ultimate expression of you know not being racist is actually being able to joke about this with your friends right it's it and it, it, it is it's, it's the irony of clayton bigsby we're talking about a black white supremacist i mean he's poking fun <laughs> at the very issue how much time acting you got like he's right <laughs> kind of lingus rice no way sounded like a mexican dick <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just for just set the table for everyone watching i mean this was like a 45 minute like i mean great. <laughs> we, we took the skit for like so much further than the actual skit ever ever went but it was a blast but you could see like you know matt gates like Guys that you can see are just relaxed and fun. We're, we're having a blast. Other people were like, um, are, am I allowed to laugh? Like, I'm like, we're good. Like, it, it's fun. You know, please, we're we're not laugh. the communists. You can still please have some, a sense of humor. <laughs> exactly. So so what did you think? You, know, you were on the ground there, and thank you so much for that. I mean, yeah, you, you know, your work, I know, again, you, Matt, Byron, like, you know, a bunch. You know, Carrie Lake was all over the place. I mean, we all sort of, you know, split up. We divided and conquered. Go speak at these precincts. I got to speak right after... <laughs> Nikki Haley, which was fun <laughs> for a person like me, that was fun because I don't have to give the canned you you know, sort of it. same old speech. You oh, loved I, it. She was thrilled. <laughs> I'm sitting there, like, oh really? Like I can't wait to respond to this. And uh, the press reluctantly had to admit that I got more applause uh, than she did by a significant margin because, of course she did. well, I'm not a phony and I'm also a Republican, unlike her. But <laughs> what was your what was your sentiment on the ground? You know, as you went around and sort of did these events and you know spoke at the the precincts and stuff like that. I mean. Because to me, it felt really, really good. And I've, you know, I'm unfortunately, you know, not really a rookie at this. I've now done this. This is my third cycle, uh, you know, doing this at a pretty high level. You know, it's confirmation for what I've seen in Iowa for the past few years. You know, my wife was born and raised in Iowa. So I spend at least, you know, three times a year up there in the eastern part of the of the state. And the amount of support that I have seen, not just uh, this past week and then the caucuses, but for the past few years, has been very consistent with what we saw a couple of days ago. And the idea that President Trump won by 30 points is astronomical. It's it almost tripled the record that we see in the history of this country for the Republican Party in the Iowa caucuses. What that tells you is this. This is going way beyond this Republican Party. This is going now to every single American that is fed up and sick of what we have seen over the course of the past few years. 30 points is insane. Yeah. And the energy that we saw on the ground, the victory party afterward, by the way, you and your brother were looking pretty solid up there, standing next to each other, like, like two bookends. Uh, and, and being there at the party, seeing the energy, dude, I, I cannot imagine a world that we wake up in November and Donald Trump's our president again. And, and the fact that we were able to send that first shot across the bow and make such a strong appearance uh, uh, in, in that first state, man. I'm really excited for New Hampshire, uh, Nevada, South Carolina, and I think your dad is going to win every single state in the Republican primary. Yeah, listen, it felt good. It was it was funny watching the leftists meltdown. Like he gave a speech where he was literally talking. He's like, you know, it listen, yeah. it's 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 now time for unity. We get to get. And, and by the way, it wasn't just like unity within the Republican Party. It was unity. I want Democrats. He was joking backstage. Should I say, hey, we'll even unify with the communists and this. We're not going to give them what they want. I was like, eh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Please don't say that. Because the Marxists and the communists, we want some unity too. But it's like we're not going to give them anything they want. Yeah. But like you know, we're we're happy to welcome him into the fold. I was like, you know what? It's it's pretty. It was classic Trump, right? It was, yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, It's really funny. But I was like, why don't we just talk about like you know the, the non sociopaths? Like we we can, we we can, you know, I know we want to welcome everyone. It's about addition at this point. Right. Uh, but you know, I thought that was such an important message as well because. You know, you, you can see it. And, you know, I, I guess I'd start with, like, you know, with your bird's eye view, you know, being both in Congress, uh, but also as a 
you know, a congressman from Texas where you have a border crisis like we've never seen before, the Biden yeah. disasters, you know, they're legitimately driving our country off a cliff. I mean, last week, Jamie Dimon was like, um, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't vilify Trump as bad. He was actually right about a lot of things and the policies were pretty good. Maybe I didn't love the way he said it. I was like, wait a minute, Jamie Dimon, like the guy that they well, wanted to literally have replaced yeah. Joe Biden as a Democrat was actually, uh, that was sort of, Interesting, you know, but the sell of Build Back Better, it's nothing's built, nothing's back, nothing's better. It's a it's a disaster. Hmm. Can you think of anything that Joe Biden has done to make life better for just ordinary Americans or or common sense Americans? Because everything is like I, I literally we were joking about this one the other night. The other movie we talked it was like the Truman Show. I'm like waiting hmm. for a camera to fall out of the ceiling because they must be just filming me because it, it it's so far out of whack it makes no sense. I can't think of a single thing that he has done to make this country better in three years. Like, like not a single thing. I mean, other than maybe his love for ice cream and then maybe he has helped out the ice cream industry for chocolate, chocolate chip. I don't know. But other than that, man, no. And being in Texas, you, the border that we are seeing is unbelievably horrible. Beyond, it's beyond anyone's imagination. And it's the worst I've seen in my entire lifetime. Eight million people entering our country illegally? Are you kidding me? Enough fentanyl pouring into this country to kill every single American at least five times. And your dad talks about this all the, all the time. Why are we allowing people to kill our fellow Americans by smuggling drugs into our sovereign nation? That clearly right now is not a sovereign nation. This is the worst inflation we've seen in our lifetime. And when you start to add all these things up, this is how you get a 30-point win in Iowa. This is how yeah. no one can touch you. This is why everybody realizes this one simple question. Am I better off now or was I better off four years ago? And the answer is quite obvious, brother. Yeah, no, it was funny. what You, you mentioned 30 points, like, but it was funny watching the Democrats be like, oh, it should be 100 points. That's all I was like, just, just for perspective, the yeah. largest ever, ever <laughs> in history margin in a Republican caucus in Iowa was 12 points. Didn't matter yeah. when, like 12. So this is, it was like 31, it, it's literally almost three times that. And they're like, why didn't he win 100%? Like, Ridiculous. These, it's, it's so insane. But, but that's what we're up against. Uh, none of it has to make sense. But, you know, down in Texas, you know, every, every it's not even Texas anymore. Now every state is a border mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, even up in Maine, there's reports about the state building apartment buildings so illegals can live rent-free. I mean, what? Like, what, are, legitimately, we're second-class citizens in our own country. That's America last, not yeah. America first. I mean, hey, you know, I, I can afford my own rent. I don't need it. There's plenty of Americans and plenty of veterans, uh, yes. plenty of people who've you know paid into the system, plenty of elderly people being thrown out on their butts uh, to house people who have never paid into a system, who aren't even here legally, you know, the Democrats are trying to convince us that this isn't actually happening. Why, like, how and why can they get away with that? And, 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 to, and to piggyback on that a little bit, too, we are running an annual $2 trillion deficit. Yeah. By the end of Q1, we are going to run a $500 million deficit in Q1 of this year. We are $34 trillion in debt. We cannot afford to have illegal aliens in our country living rent-free, literally living yeah. rent-free in Maine, while the American taxpayer pays for it. This is just this is just basic American stuff, basic sovereign nation stuff. And I think what they are trying to do, in my opinion, brother, is bring in as many illegal people in this country as possible, no. try to get them to vote so they can try to steal these elections again. And I'm not quite sure that's going to work because I want to let you know something. In Texas, our governor our, and, our last, and our attorney general and lieutenant governor just won our last election by 10 points. And by our next census, we're going to be a majority Hispanic state. Just because Hispanics are in this country, the ones that are here legally, that the ones that can vote, they don't like or want the idea of liberals destroying the very fabric of Texas and our country. And so you let these people in here, but let's be let let me be clear about something. They're going to come here. They're going to work. They're going to have families. They're going to start going to church. And if you think they're going to vote for Democrats with their craziness about about this this. Women playing against men and sports and open border policies and spending into oblivion. If you think that they're going to be okay with that, they're not. That's why Texas is still very red. Yeah, like I don't think they're, you know, the ones that are coming, I don't think they're coming for the free sex change operation that no. California is offering <laughs> no. them now. I, 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 no. I, I, you know, I imagine it's other things. And, and, you know, but I also see the, the schism between, you know, some of the most patriotic people I know are legal immigrants, but people right. who went through a process and did this over a long period of time. And, That's you know, right. again, 
the Biden administration doesn't seem to make it easy for someone who'd be like a nuclear physicist or someone who's not going to be a dependent or someone from right. the communist countries of Latin America, whether, you know, Cuba or Venezuela. Those people have a hard time. It's yes. only the ones that, you know, like we can create a dependent. And and that's a problem because it's not like it's not like we're overflowing in abundance of, you know, great resources here. Right. I mean, our our healthcare systems a disaster and really expensive. Our education systems like you know, what is it? 29th in the world and we spend more per capita than anyone but now you're gonna you're gonna throw millions of more kids many of whom don't even speak english into these schools and you think that's going to be beneficial for you you know the lowest income earners are now going to be competing with people who don't even have you know the papers so to speak and you know they'll be taking cash off the books it's a it's a scary prospect frankly much more scary you know for for lower lower and middle income earners It 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 most certainly is and I actually just put out, we were talking about this actually the other, the other day at the bar. I, I put out a tweet that I was talking about Meek Mill and talking about yeah. um, um, how people, black folks that live in their poverty right now, who they are going to vote for in droves. And it's going to be Donald John Trump. And we talked about this before. President Trump will get the highest black vote that we have seen for a Republican in modern history. For the okay. exact reasons that you just stated. If you think back to 2020, President Trump got 18.7% of black men. That's a record. I think this year he will get at least between 25 and 30% of black men. And if and when that happens, the Democrats have a very serious math problem. But see, Democrats think that black people want to pay more in taxes and they want to live in a hyperinflation state. And they want illegals coming there taking our jobs. See, they are assuming that all black people are going to think that way. And then when we've had the last five years that we have seen this complete and utter disaster, people trying to figure out, am I going to put gas in my car or take my kid to school? All of a sudden, you have ASAP Rocky. You have Meek Millie. You have all these people that are like, you know what? Uh-uh, we're going to go back to Donald John Trump so we can get this right. Okay, but let, let's play this out a little bit. Obviously, the Trump administration did a lot for the African American community. Oh, yeah. We're sort of you know, opportunity zones, uh, you know, prison reform. HBCUs. You had you know, H, uh, yeah, the historically black universities. You know, funding that in perpetu- like, yeah. it, but it did not seem to translate all that well. Still, you know, meaning, you know, if it's one thing being the Democrat Party and they gave you nothing and they promised you the world and they they don't deliver for fifty years, but yeah. now it's it's even worse. Like. Well, you know, it just feels like it's the it's the holy grail. Like it should always happen. The Democrat Party has failed so miserably, and yet right. it never does. You, you actually believe it? I certainly think I see I see it with the men because they're commenting yes. the guys that sort of grab me randomly. You know, not because they're attending the thing that I'm at. It's because they actually work there. And like, hey man, let me take some. We're, we're, we're like we're, we're like we're, we're like no, because they get it. They see it. Like they're like yeah. enough of this crap already. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always felt there was such a stranglehold. You go in the inner cities and, you know, the pastor, I'm sure he's great, except he's on the payroll of the Democrat Party. Uh, right. it, it made it so much harder that even, even with facts, even with actual progress, even with this, it didn't matter. They were still voting Democrat. So, right. you know, I'm, just, I'm hoping it's not just a pipe dream. I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm actually shocked you don't, you don't see sort of an equal amount of movement with the women I'd love you to maybe explain that one to me because I feel like it's their children that are ones that are going to be suffering. And, you know, you don't mess with mama bear, whether, you know, you're, you know, white, black, green, blue, purple, doesn't, you know, mama bear is still mama bear. Uh, You know, get into the details of that because, I mean, you obviously understand it. So what's really interesting is is this. You could promise all these things. You could do everything right, as we saw, you know, from 2016 through, through, through 2020, I think President Trump probably did more for the black community than any other president that we've seen in modern history. I could pretty much attest to that. And you you very acutely laid it all out. Uh, and, and then the issue is always rhetoric. And then the issue is always what's seen on TV. And the issue is always gets, gets, gets propagated by people saying that we are inherently racist and the MAGA movement is racist and and, and they don't like black people to succeed and, and X, Y, and Z. And, and then you spend three years under Joe Biden. And it confirms every single fear that you've had prior to that. All of a sudden, we don't really want to hear about calling MAGA people racist. I don't want to call Donald Trump racist. I just don't want to pay this ridiculous amount of inflation because I can't live every single day. 
And so the issue is not that this is going to happen overnight, but that we build on a progress that we saw in 2020. We see the disaster for the past three years under Joe Biden and people are waking up and they're and they're starting to really speak out about this. And back in like 2016, 2017, 2018, a lot of black people were kind of concerned about being overtly supportive of President Trump. I never was scared because I always knew what he was about, but I got it, right? Because then you have to yeah. go home and go to the family reunion and talk to other black people that are like, hey, man, are you with are you with Trump? Why? That those conversations have changed tremendously. And now you're finding out that people are actually being far more open about what their support is going to be for President Trump, especially amongst the black men. And you have to understand too, demographically speaking, black men, Hispanic men, and actually Hispanic women, they're gonna to gravitate toward your father and toward President Trump because at the end of the day, he's an alpha guy. And what yeah. you have to understand is that alpha. Yeah, there's guy a macho culture, there's a macho culture there for sure. Of course there is. Of course, yeah. that's why that's why I love him. And to a lot of, to, but, to, but to certain dem demographics, it turns them off. That's the issue. Now, quite frankly, uh, toxic, masculinity, to toxic masculinity is what people would call it. I, I think we need more of it. Uh, uh, the reason why we don't speak German uh, and, and, and the reason why this country was saved in World War I and World War II is because of brave men storming the beaches of Normandy to, to ensure that the world doesn't speak German and it weren't taken over by a fascist country. That's what toxic masculinity got us here. However, there are some people that are real sensitive, Don. You know how they are. And it's going to be more hard to convert them. Yeah. But they're coming very, very slowly, though. They're coming around. And I think this year we are going to build on what we saw in record turnout for the black community, for the Republican Party in uh, November. Yeah, I love hearing that, but because you know, you're right, the, the unity message is important. But sometimes I'm just like, listen, and maybe it's easy for me. You know, like I get, I'm the son of a billionaire from Manhattan. You yeah, know, they've gone after me for a long you time. Son like, of a, you son of a B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, 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 yeah, sure. I under, I understand that I'm blessed. You know, I'm, yeah, and yeah. I, I also understand. You know, I'm not the upstanding uh, citizen that Hunter Biden is. So I, I get, I, I'm treated a little <laughs> yeah, bit right. differently. But I'm like, I'm like, hey, uh, bitch, where's my white privilege? I'm trying to be like, I, like if my children were applying to college right now, I'm like, don't put your name. Like, you know, I'm trying to convince my boys maybe they got to go trans just so they can get into a college right now because like, <laughs> do you, you know, don't they do, do that. <laughs> I'm not a Democrat. I'm not willing Don't to castrate my child. Yeah, just <laughs> just for the record, because you know there's going to be some asshole on here that clips it and be like, Don Jr. Says said his son's going to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but but that's it's it's sort of where we are, right? You see you see this stuff. You know, the military is now paying for you know trans operations. You, I, there was sort of a great meme last week, and it was like. We can't figure out why the recruitment number stood out. It's Millie in a in like a Karen wig with long nails and like makeup, and you're like, this because is that why. like who's gonna go fight for that? I mean, uh, you you, I know you have obviously a history of serving yourself as a uh, uh, an Apache pilot. Your your yeah. your whole family, your sister, sir. I, I mean, what what do you, when you're at home with a with a long and generational history of military service, and you see what's going on right now there. Yeah. Um, what like what's that conversation like? It's this is very interesting one. So you know, my sister's West Point class of '93. I'm West Point '04, and my brother's West Point '05. We went to West Point before West Point was 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 woke. Yeah. Before the military was woke, we weren't talking about these kinds of conversations. You know, I saw I saw something at the Naval Academy, at the at the Air Force Academy where they were considering taking out sir and ma'am because they wanted to be more inclusive. And if we're talking about the military, yeah, like this is <laughs> it, it's like a basic tenet, sir, yes, sir. Yes, like, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Like I didn't serve. Not, I kind of know that one. Like this is really weird. And. and and it's the military that you volunteered to join. So if you don't like the parameters or the structure in which you set up, then, then don't join. Go join the Peace Corps. But yeah. it is our job to fight and win our nation's wars, not our job to do misgendering people and 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 pay and the taxpayer paying for people to, to to transition. That's kind of ridiculous. That's outside of the scope of what the military is. And and Don, the military was actually literally the first meritocracy that we saw in this country. Like the first, or the first organization that really started to break down these racial barriers from the past and allow black people and women and people of color into the, into their, into the, into the fold. And guess what? Depending on how well you perform, you can rise in the ranks. Look, that's how it should be. It should have never gone away from that. And then if you're looking at why our recruiting numbers are so low, 
the 18 year old, 16, 17, 18 year old that wants to go join the military, that's gung ho, that wants to go be a ranger or a Navy SEAL or an Apache pilot, that person is not concerned about gender. They're concerned about kicking ass for this country. End of discussion. So when you stop catering to that individual and start catering to the woke stuff, you turn off that person that wants to get out and serve their country and potentially be willing to give their life for this country. We got to get yeah. back to that. West Point, 2000, 2004, 93. Let's get back to that. Back to a meritocracy. This, uh, this is our main mission to fight our nation's wars and most importantly, to serve as a deterrent so that people know we don't want to mess with them because they're proficient, they're tactically sound, and they will kick our butts. And they aren't worried about trans stuff. They're worried about winning America's wars. Yeah, when I see like the trans military TikTok videos and I'm just like, <laughs> it's so oh, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, China's there like this is Dr. Evil. Excellent. Right, excellent. right. This is great. Like, we're like, we're going to win this war. We won't have to fire a single bullet. Like, they, they, you know, just give them a stripper pole and they'll entertain themselves for hours while we take over uh, the major cities of America. I, I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I, I want to get your opinion also on a lot of the stuff. You know, we see in this the world of sort of DEI, right? Yeah. The diversity, equity, inclusion. I, I was speaking to a, a friend who flies fighter pilots. He's a fighter pilot. Um, I, I don't even want to get into the details of the plane because the military will figure out, you know, who it is, and then you know they'll be shipped off to, you know, to quote Top Gun, you know, flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Taiwan. Um, but I mean, he said, you know, I asked like, so what's it like? And he goes, they're literally trying so hard. They, they're putting people into, you know, like F-35s that you, you wouldn't put in a Cessna. And I was like, yeah. whoa, uh, do, you, do you keep in touch with other guys? And do, have you heard these similar stories? Is this an exaggeration or is, is. is it real? When he's like, because I'm a, I'm a pilot myself, nothing like that, obviously. Like a you know, single engine land, but it was like, you know, there's still basic things. You see the FAA requirements and the Boeing diversity requirements. You're like, wait, these are like really large objects in many cases on the commercial side with hundreds of people in them flying 600 miles an hour at 36,000 feet. Like this is a problem. Right. Um, but when I heard about it in, you know, in fighter jets and F-18s and F-35s and it's, they're like, dude, these guys, they, they wouldn't have flown cargo planes, uh, you know, when I got in X number of years ago. And now yeah. it's like, they're, they're trying to stick some of the worst candidates into some of our finest machinery. You know, so I could even even before before we get to those super advanced aircraft, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, how many how many flights we have. You and I fly commercial a lot. I was actually pleased yeah. to hear that you fly commercial and, and oh, you fly I fly ninety nine percent, ninety five percent of my travels commercial <laughs> <love> coach. <laughs> Made my day. I was like, this is yeah. really cool, actually, because uh, you don't have to. That's really cool. Yeah. And we're so we're talking about that. And and of all the flights, of every time that you got on a plane to fly anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, did you peek your head into the cockpit and say, hey? I just want to make sure that you, Delta Airlines, or you, United Airlines, that you have major DNI requirements. Because if you didn't, I'm not getting on this plane. Yeah. No, 100. Did, did that, that I, I want to make sure. I don't really care so much about hitting the ground at 600 miles an hour and going out in a fiery ball of death. I want to make sure we're inclusive. That's right. Like, right. That's no, exactly but, correct. But it's it's also creating though a vicious cycle because I do get on these planes like a lot. I probably fly like between two and three hundred thousand commercial miles a year, yes. and I look in the cockpit, and sometimes now I could see someone. By the way, they may be the most competent person in the air that day, but right. if I'm seeing like I'm like, I, but I don't know because I, I, I don't know, <laughs> and that sucks. Like that's a shitty feeling when you're when you fly as much as I do. You know. The, the odds of something going wrong in a flight that I'm on eventually is is real. You know what I mean? That, um, and, and, and you also you also do an injustice, in my opinion. You do an injustice to these minority groups because the first yeah. thing that anybody cares about is: Are you proficient and are you good at your job? Can you do that? Yeah. And now we have a world with you know with with Kamala Harris and 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 uh, Ketanji Brown and all these people that are, that are getting these positions just because of the way they look. You are now questioning their acumen, and that's not fair either. Like, like, I, want... But the problem is we've done this so much, right? With, yeah. with Kamala Harris, then you listen to her speak and be like, I don't know, there's, <laughs> there's probably a reason she was polling at 1% in the Democrat exactly primary, right. but she became vice president anyway. Yeah. You see it, you know, I don't know enough about Ketanji Brown-Jackson, but, you know, she, there, she people are putting stuff out. Woman, but Corinne Jean-Pierre is like, no, well, she's the press secretary. She's going to be the face of the Biden administration yeah. on a daily basis. And it's she's great because she's 
the first black gay black lesbian who wasn't born here or something. Like, what? Like, it was like they were like box check check. I was like, oh my god, she's checked so many boxes. Like, right. she could. We should put her in, in, you know, an Apollo mission, you know, spaceship. Because just, <laughs> does she know anything about that? No, but who cares? She checked no. off four boxes. That, but you see the performance, and but, yes. but worse. You see the media like like okay well, oh you're not going to address that like it's the biggest story of the week you're oh you're oh you're just not going to address that yes. like they give her a pass they understand she's not capable of answering the question but no one says like hey can we get back to competence you know they wouldn't have given that same slack uh, to you know someone that my father put in you no. know I- into office that way and and that's the problem so you see people. They may belong in a position. You see the treatment of Claudine Gay over at Harvard. Yes, like, she should have never been there. She but never they, been well, the first place. Black woman, like we, they, it's time. Well, that time that does such a disservice person. for someone who actually is a black woman who actually belongs in that position. And I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Yes, as long as they're qualified. You know, the first thing you said about me when this is why I love you, and this is why I love I love conservatives. The first thing you said about me on the show. Here's Wesley Hunt. He's a West Point grad. He's an Apache pilot. He's X Y. These are things that I have accomplished in my life that's given that's, that's given me a level of competence and, and understanding to do my job very well. Now yeah. I call. I'm a I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm an Apache pilot. I earned three master's degrees from Cornell University. I didn't plagiarize anything. That, that's I almost that's, that that's almost an IV, I think, right? That, that's o- like, almost, almost. Almost. It's not. You know, it's not quite. <laughs> that's, that's hey, like brother, three. Hey, three listen. I one. went to Penn, so I, I I should be talking shit. And until until we had our Leah Thomas incident, I'm like, okay, fine. You were great. You know, he was all good. I, we were doing great. Then they were like Leah Thomas. I'm like. Fuck, that, that's my alma mater now. So like, you know, I probably should just you know, sit this one out. Uh, <laughs> I feel change. like I'm all those things first before I'm a I'm a black man. And by the way, yeah. I'm a proud black man. Don't you tr- trust me on that? Yeah. I'm black and I'm proud. But I'm so many things before we get to that. That's what I love about our party. I love that about our party. We are not going to put somebody in a role just because they look a certain way. We're gonna put somebody in a role because they're the best fit for the role and what the country needs. And also they're competent and they're good at their job. And not, they don't check boxes just for, just just for games or for fun. It's because they're actually, look, here's what they've done. They're qualified, they present well, boom. This is our person. If it happens to be a black person, great. Or a white man, great. Or a Hispanic man, Hispanic woman, great. I want well, it works against there. me too. I, you know, if, if I'm hanging out, oh, well, that's Don's token black friend. I'm like, what? Like, I'm I'm incapable on, of liking someone. It, it's no, like, you, how about you have more than one black? How about that black guy's funny as me. hell? We're like, we're sitting there. Like, I mean, it basically ended up being like you, me, and Byron just like and in the Byron, corner because no. everyone else. <laughs> I think everyone else may be a bit racist. They were afraid to hang out with us, <laughs> or they're just worried about the reputational damage of being associated with what was coming out of our mouths. Oh, uh, good. You earned your black card that night, Don. Yeah, you know. We, we, <laughs> That, that, dude, that was what we got to do with more of that. Like, when, especially when there's fewer people around. But, uh, right. it, 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 but, but yeah, there there is so much of that, and it, it's like it, it's it's crazy. I mean, listen. By the way, you see it this week. Like, you know, Lloyd Austin, the yeah. sec, you know, Secretary of Defense, he goes home for a week. It doesn't doesn't even tell the Biden administration. Now, this could be, by the way, this may not be like he gets a pass because of race. It could actually just be because the military industrial complex no longer feels like they need to tell Biden. By the way, similar generals, they didn't tell. No, he well, no, of course not. But like other people in the, you know, the person they put right. in was a woman. They made a big deal of saying that. The problem is she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. Correct. You know, which is wonderful, but like, I don't know. If you're the acting SecDef, maybe it's time to come home. But it, it the, perhaps the bigger problem isn't that he got a pass because of that, but now you don't know. No. Right? Now you don't know because you're not sure if anyone's a checkbox. They could be the most qualified person in the world, but but you wonder, which makes you question your orders, I would think, which makes yes. you, you know, like, hey, is is someone who's got an IQ of three sending me to death in a war we should never get into because Correct. they have bad judgment and don't belong there? Correct. And so, you know, or perhaps the bigger problem, and I'd love your opinion on this, is really, isn't it maybe the military industrial complex also saying, hey, we no longer respond to the civilian chain of command. Like, you know what, Definitely. we know more. We Joe Biden's an idiot. We're just not going to listen. And then, by the way, they tried doing the same to my father. You know, he'd say, this is what we're going to do to get to peace, and yada, yada. We don't want to do that. So I they slow you know. play it. They drag it out. Oh, here's 30 reasons why you can't, and they sound really serious. You know, you're, you're going to endanger lives, but it's all bullshit, right? right here's right. a briefing made to order, meaning here's a briefing where, right. you know, the, we, this is the conclusion we want, and therefore we'll give you a bunch of stuff as to how we got there to give us the answer we want, even if there's no truth to it. But, Correct. but in the case of the Lloyd Austin, I mean, 
if, if you did this, if you disappeared for five days when you were in active duty and didn't tell anyone, there was no one in the chain of, wouldn't you be relieved of duty? Immediately, actually. Immediately. Like not even, like not even, like. Without a question. Just bye. Without question. And I was a captain. I was a captain, not a four-star general. Without yeah. question. I would have been If I disappeared for five days and did not tell my chain of command and said nothing, no text, no phone call, they didn't know where I was. You should have seen the packets that we had to fill out to go on leave for a weekend. I had to kill a tree to let my commanders know where I was, what I was doing, how many miles I was driving. I got my car inspected, here's my license registration, you name it, to leave to go on pass for the weekend. And so if we have a leader who's a four-star general that leaves and does not tell his, 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 his direct leader, which would be Joe Biden, that he's leaving for five days, that's a very serious problem. I have a bigger concern, though, Don. A bigger concern is this. What is Vladimir Putin saying? What is Xi oh, Jinping it's, it's, saying? We, we must be the laughing stock of the world, right? Oh, my I mean, gosh. Like, it, it's sort of, you know, it, it, it's the dream of all foreign adversaries to have yeah. a situation like this in America right now. They've, you know, they were hoping that maybe they could pressure us into these situations. You know, we, we beat and won the Cold War basically because of the economy, right? They ran yes. out of money with their they nonsense. And like, you know, we're, we're, we're becoming that communist nation very quickly, and that, that's no joke. I mean, uh, but you see that going on, and I guess I'd ask, like, are we prepared for a major foreign conflict? I mean, there's three brewing right now between, sure. you know, what's going on, you know, Israel and then south further in sort of the shipping channels. You obviously have Ukraine. You have what's going on, you know, sort of on the border of Venezuela and Guyana. Like, yeah. You know, and and yet we, you know, the the war machine in D.C. They want to get in all of these things. Yet I don't know that we have the capability for any of them. Right now, we don't. We don't. And and it's flipped and it changed just like that with poor leadership. We can actually get back to being a competent fighting force just as quickly with good strong leadership. And keep in mind, this ebbs and flows. This is actually not our first rodeo. We've been here before. But to answer your question about are we are we tactically competent enough right now with the force that we have right now to fight a potential two or three front war? Absolutely not. And that's exactly why these countries are behaving the way that they are behaving. There's a reason why Vladimir Putin chose now, especially after the disastrous Afghanistan pullout. There is a reason why Hezbollah is doing what they're doing right now, and Iran is on path to having a, another nuclear weapon. There's a reason why Xi Jinping is rallying the sabers against Taiwan. There's a reason why. Because they know that the big dog is no longer in charge right now. Yeah. That's it. We have, they're thinking to themselves, we have about one more year to get away with whatever we can. Because when Donald Trump comes back, it's over. Yeah, you, you noticed that? Like the, the, uh, the other night in Iowa, it was literally, well, I was watching the futures markets over in China and their yeah, stock market started cratering. They're, they're it's like, they're plummeting. It's Jack Posobiec, I think, said it best. He was like, Oh, they know Daddy's coming home. Oh, yes, he is. And it, you know, it, it's a, it was a, but it was an important message to the world because you're right. I don't, I don't think any of these things would have happened. There was a reason none of them did happen. Correct. Uh, you know, during those four peace. years, we had world peace for four years. Yeah, literally, it's the, world peace. It's the nature of predation. I always say, like you know, correct. Uh, predators prey on the weak. That's what they do. It's a story literally correct. as old as time. And yet, you know. When you have a guy that can't get his, find his way off the stage, you're saying, you know what, this is this is a good window. Let's go do it right now. And and I have a prediction too. You know, I, I, I'm very confident that 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 your dad's going to win. And when he wins, there's going to be a window from November to the time he gets sworn in in January. I have a prediction that all these conflicts before he even gets sworn into office will come to an abrupt stop. Hey guys, we they were just kidding. Deal with this. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't you know want to deal with I, this. <laughs> I, I, I sort of, I, I sort of hope so because it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty scary. Yeah, you know, uh, I want, I want to get your assessment. You know, the House Republican Conference right now mm -hmm. under the leadership of Speaker Johnson. Yeah. Um, I, it's I, rough. I'm worried. Rough times. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, man, I like. You know, it's an interesting one because you know. I, I, listen, Kevin has his flaws. I get that, but he was he was politically astute. He was, you know, he he helped raise a lot of money to help get guys like you know. Right. You, I think you'll be fine, but there's others that need help that are great guys. Uh, right. You know, and you know when they were like, no, I lo we love a guy that basically, I, like, I never, I don't know that I had even heard of him before that, and I'm pretty active in this stuff. And it's like they're like, well, no, he's he's got five thousand dollars in the bank. He's never. Ha I was like, I like that because it seems nice and innocent. The, the problem with being nice and innocent is like. You're now swimming with the big boys, none of whom are nice or innocent. And 
you know, I want someone who's functioned in the real world at that level who can play that game. I talk about it on the show. There's sort of like, there's what you want, and then there's the realities of dealing within Washington, D.C. And if, if yeah. you pretend that those two things don't simultaneously exist, you'll literally get nothing done. And yeah. I, I'm worried that, you know, he's getting rolled Hard and I'm like. By the way, I think the Senate is significantly worse when I look at the immigration yeah. bill. And I mean, they're just like it's, it's a disaster. Anything you want, like Mitch will give up. He'll sell all your children. You know, if if he can send another sixty billion to Ukraine, I'm like, I, no one can figure out why. It's totally yes. unpopular with Republicans. Other than you know, I assume he's got a board seat waiting for him down the line, or or his children or grandchildren, whatever it may be, are going to you know be on the board of Raytheon and Boeing in perpetuity, and maybe that's the retirement plan for them. Right. But. What, what, what's your what's your assessment, both House and Senate right now? So right now, you have to go back to the majority that we have in the House right now, Don. We have a two-seat majority. Right yeah. Now. And uh, by the way, I get that that's not easy, right? You're not you're not going to pass legislative things, but, like, yeah. isn't there a point where we say, enough? I, well, I'm actually there. I'm getting ready to go vote on the CR right now, and, and you yeah. will find out I'm going to be a no. <laughs> I, I don't think we should be passing any more uh, a, a CRs. It's time for us to get to work and actually control the power of the purse. With the two-seat majority, it's tough to get things done. You're right. The Senate is worse off, and the Biden administration is a, is a, is a complete joke. Um, with a two-seat majority, you have to understand that the difference between Kevin McCarthy and, and, and Speaker Johnson right now, from a legislative standpoint, probably is not going to be all that different. What happened with McCarthy was there was a lack of trust, I think. And that sometimes, your brother, when you're here for long enough, you know, either you die the hero or you live long, you live long oh, enough yeah. to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think, and I think over time, um, uh, Kevin drew some trust issues, and it wasn't just Matt Gates and those eight people. It was actually quite a, quite a, quite a bit more than that. Mm -hmm. The reset with Speaker Johnson is now is a new face, it's a different person, different guy. He's been here for six years. Let's get, let's give him a shot. Now here's a problem: we're giving him a shot with deals that were already made the previous year, and instead of a four-seat majority, we've, we've had two retirements, and now we have a two-seat majority, and Steve yeah. Scalise is out, and I hope he gets better. So now we actually have a one-seat majority. It is very difficult to get anything passed in this Congress with a one-seat majority, and you don't have the Senate, and you don't have the presidency either. So it is our job at this you point. Ever, the way you I ever see shut it down, though? I you ever be, shut it? Because like I, I get it. Listen, you can say, I hey, would be we'll, favor, we'll meet yes. our existing debts, but nothing else. We'll we'll agree to all sign off on that because you can't default on your debt. Like, that would be a disaster for the American. Like just so everyone, because everyone's like, oh, like I. And again, I'm a rabble rouser. I'm loud. I'm aggressive. But like I, yes. I also understand the realities of the world. Like you got to pay your debts because if you shut that down, you're going to give China an excuse to put you know the world on the lawn. Uh, yes. If U.S. starts defaulting on their debts, but you can all say very publicly, "Hey, we will meet our existing debt obligations. We're doing nothing else going forward, and we'll shut that aspect of it down." And like, I'm, I'm, and I understand that's that's hard. It, but here's the next where I'm at. I, I am in favor of shutting the government down, especially if we get border security. I, if we pitch that to the American public, I think it would go over just fine. Actually, just like your dad sat down with with uh, with, with Chuck Schumer, I would be willing to shut the government down for border security. If we took that stance, I think you'd be surprised at how much we could actually get down the road. But you have to understand, if there's, if there's more than three moderates or more than three people that won't vote with us and every Democrat votes against us, then nothing's happening. Yeah. And, that, and therein, therein lies the point. We have to implore the American public to not give us a four-seat majority. We need a 20-seat majority. Mm -hmm. We need the presidency. We need Donald John Trump back in office. And we need the Senate. If we could get those things done... This year, I think you'd be surprised at what we can get done for the next two years. Yeah, and you need that majority. And again, you're right. It, it can't just be a majority of weaklings, right? Uh, it cannot I mean, be. Hey, right. We, we had the Senate when my father first got elected. We had the Senate. We had the House. And we had the presidency. And people were like, well, why didn't you get more done? I was like, well, because they were Paul weak. Ryan is a weakling. And he like he was never going to do anything to help. Like He wanted to be loved in D.C. That was much more important than doing what the people who elected him in Wisconsin wanted him to do. Right. It, was, it was funny. So I, as I was going around in Iowa last week, this person from, I guess, the Fox affiliate. Now he sits on the board of Fox News, but the Fox affiliate in, you know, I guess one of the districts must have overlapped in terms of a, you know, a zone. He's like, well, Paul Ryan just just threatened he, you know, the Republican conventions in Milwaukee, and he he's not going to even Please. go. I was like, who cares? No one cares. Literally, no one cares. I was like, I, I like literally, other than maybe one or two rhinos in Washington D.C., there are literally zero people in the Republican Party that could give a single shit if Paul Ryan. <laughs> you know, like not a single. <laughs> like if he goes to the convention, like, they'd love him to be less involved, not more. Right. Like what? Like, and the guy was like, "No, no, no!" But he said he won't even go. I was like, "No, I, I like, yeah. I, 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 
you like this isn't a trick question. Like this is like he he didn't get it, but you know he works for Fox, so it was a little bit different. But yeah. uh, you know, so by the way, speaking of sort of you know being ambushed with what I thought was like a a funny question like that, you had a protester come up and yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> in Iowa. And, and guys, just just so you understand, you know, Wesley's built like a brig shit house. Okay? <laughs> this, this guy's, his arms are bigger than my legs. And, you know, he, he covers it up pretty well. Even Byron, who's a big dude, was like, no, 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 that guy's, that guy's you know, <laughs> strong and thick. You know, uh, tell me about it. Because I was like, that guy was about to have a really bad day. I don't, I don't, I don't think he realized it. He, he was, he, he really was about to have a bad day. And I, and I kind of, I actually remember in the moment, you know, I was actually, you know, advocating for your dad. I was at one of the caucus sites. And I mean, and I thought I was actually giving a pretty good speech. I was actually really, really proud of it. And then all of a sudden I get interrupted and I turn around. This guy starts approaching me and like in in the good people of Iowa and good fashion, ran out, came to my defense and threw his butt out. But as he was approaching me, you're right. It it was getting kind of kind of testy there in a second. I I faced him. I was like, if this dude gets about three feet closer, he's going to he's going to have a real rough day. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, you know, after a little time in the bar, it was like, it was funny hearing the retell of this story because I'm like, that was that was good. It was, uh, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, but it is. I mean, it is sort of crazy, right? Yeah, you, 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 these primaries. You, you know, you you go out there and you put yourself out there. I know. You know, when I was there speaking before. Um, before Nikki Haley, it's like, yeah. you know, I go into a room, there's 250, I don't have a security guard, I'm, just, I'm in a room, there was 250, 300 people in there, whatever, I did a press thing for half an hour, and she was hiding backstage, and runs in, and, you know, gives a speech, runs out. I mean, yeah. I'm like, it, it is, I mean, you, there's there's times you're out there, you're you, you're actually pretty exposed and pretty vulnerable, and, the, the, you know, you, you do this enough, you, you run into a lot of people, and some are, let's say, a l- little bit off. Yeah, they're a little bit off, but you know what, we have to do it, because if we don't do it, brother, then who is? Oh, I mean, uh-huh, we yeah, the, that, we are the so, ones that we got to take that risk every now and again to put ourselves out there. Because if we don't, we will lose our country. It's the bottom line. You have kids, I have kids. We're doing this for them. I, I said that actually in that speech. I told a story uh, about 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 your dad uh, picking up my little baby girl and getting, giving her a big hug. Yeah. And I'll never forget that because it dawned on me that that's what he does to to your children and his other grandchildren. Yeah. And if we don't step into the fray and if we don't fix this country right now, we are four years away from losing it all. And this is actually the first time I can say that in my in my lifetime. I mean, it's been bad. It's been okay. I wish it could have been better here or there. But we are four years away. If Bi- if Biden and Harris are back in office, it's over. Yeah. As we know it, it's over. It's sort of and political hyperbole, but like it's actually real. I probably even said it last time because I foresaw what was happening. But but you're right. Like there's a chance to turn this around. But you're getting right to now. the point of like the pendulum. You know, it's too far. And like to your point. I'm not doing this because this is good for me. Like I, I, I like my life you've was. Had a, you, you've had a pretty, you had a pretty good. My life, life was a lot easier before this shit. You know what I mean? You know, speaking before all these congressional committees. You know, they want to try me for treason, a crime punishable by death. Minor details, like you know, just like Whatever. now, you know, stuff like that. Meanwhile, it's my Hunter average Biden Tuesday. Just, just, just you know? like, hey, hey, I have a question for you. Who's who's cocaine was in the White House? I, I, you know, I have no idea. Could it be you know, the world's number one crackhead? I, you know, but but so when that story came out, it was so funny. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, they, they found Hunter Coke in the White House. Yeah. Leftist Twitter was like, it must have been Don Jr.'s. Like, dude, I haven't been in the building in three and a half years. It's Why? The How's that even possible? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, a minute, it's mine. It's mine. So then this week or last week, I guess it was, you know, the DOJ finds cocaine on the gun case. Yes. Of the Hunter Biden illegally purchased felony firearm, which is literally one of the things you check off. Like you're not, like they find cocaine on it. Now, of course, the DOJ tells us this four years later. Yeah. Four years later. By the way, what we knew to all be true anyway. We knew it. We because knew it, we don't we live it. in a system of equal justice anymore, and it, you know it, it, it's crazy. But but this we're fighting to get that decency back we're yeah. fighting as you mentioned our kids like i said I, I don't need this shit like my life was so much easier just being the son of a rich guy from new york building buildings like i was like you know, used to think construction in that business was rough but it's like it's nothing compared to this but yeah. but we do it for them we do it for their future because we believe in the freedoms that uh you know at least at least the conservatives i know hold dear democrats yeah. seem pretty willing to just you know roll over and die for the communists but you know i'm not there and i never will be yeah and I'll say this too. You know, you talk about the the tale, the tale of two sons, uh, Hunter Biden versus you. I tell you, even though the the, the left wing media is not going to report this, and even though you're not going to see this on any show, and even though we're finding out this stuff four years later, thank God for Twitter, thank God for Instagram, and thank God for social media, because kind of below that current, people are talking about this. 
People yeah. are talking about the disparity. People have said millions of times, damn, if that were Don Jr., he'd be under the jail right now. Yeah, th those people get shadow banned. And all, you know, only 5% yes. of the people that should see that post will actually see it. You know, At but least on Twitter, we're getting a sense of, you know, on truth, we have you know, fairness. On, you know, on Rumble, we got uh, you know, objectivity. But if I was on YouTube, if we did this show on YouTube, they'd take it off. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be allowed to be up there. So, you know, you're right. The, their social media is helping, but we, we got to remember, like, we are not on an equal footing in terms of not. that. You know, I no. see clowns that have three followers with a with very average content. They have 30,000 retweets. And I'm like, what's going on? It, it's correct. It's insane. And I put and I do enough of this stuff and I do it myself. So it's like, I know when I hit send, if something's going to go big and it's like, oh, it's going big. And then it's like, it just stops. Just stops. Yeah. It stops. Yeah. And so, you know, but we, we also can't see that battlefield. You know, we, we, we got to just we, understand. We can't hey, see it. We're, we're working at a disadvantage. We got to keep fighting. Correct. That's that. Was, that was my point, brother. That's my point. So the primary is basically over. I think you know, I, in my opinion, I, you know, my, my father's going to be the nominee. We got some steps to go along the way, but what what do you see as what are going to be the key benchmarks for a MAGA victory in twenty twenty four? What do you what do you hear from the people? What are the issues? What do we got to focus on? Is there anything we're missing? The speech, the speech that your father gave in Iowa hit the nail on the head. That's it. Yeah. If we stay focused on those issues, we stay focused on the border, we stay focused on the economy, we stay focused on safety, we stay focused on not getting into more protracted and involved wars, we take the power away from Xi Jinping, take the power away from Russia, unleash American energy. If we do these things and keep, and just, just stay laser focused on these issues, we're going to be just fine. A 30 point win in Iowa is unbelievable. And it's not just because MAGA people and conservatives are all for your dad. This is about a movement. This is about moderates and these are about independents that are saying, I'm not voting for Joe Biden and I'm absolutely gonna vote for Donald Trump, especially as we continue down this path. So my advice would be, don't change anything. I love the fact that the last tweet that your dad made was his mugshot, arguably the greatest mugshot of all time. Like, By the way, it, it may be the most it's viewed. A like you know, you, you've got the Mona Lisa, but like you it's know, there's some, there's some famous art out there. But honestly, because of the yeah. digital age, because of the way you know it just works now. I mean, you know, there's more pictures taken on a daily basis today than there was in the prior 200 Correct. years. Kind of you know th those kind of stats. It may be. And go down is maybe the most famous individual image ever, if, 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 you know, in time. Yeah, potentially. And the yeah. fact that that's that that's your dad's last tweet, he's he's still cutting loose on truth. Just keep doing what we're doing, and I think we're going to be more than fine. Right now, Joe Biden has has, has a thirty one percent approval rating. It's the he, he is he is literally by far the worst president we've seen, arguably not even arguably anymore. He's the worst president that we have seen in the history of this country at this point. He's do they let him get to the finish line though? Do they do they you know because again there's they've shown there's nothing they're willing not willing to do right you know someone you know they shook a fence that's twenty five years in prison oh wonder, you know let's jail your political opponents for a thousand years you know Trump's right. young he's vibrant but you know a thousand years it's a long time that's. So where, they, so, so where are they going to go? So let's just say something happens to, to, to Joe Biden before that. Well, then Kamala Harris becomes becomes the de facto nominee. Well, that's well, that's that's. I, by the way, I, wel worse. I welcome that. I figure they, they have worse. to figure out a game to exclude her. Like you know, make her a Supreme Court justice or something like that to well, be Don, able but, to. Whoa, 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 but Don, but Don, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a black woman. Oh no. You can't just, you can't just. No, but my point is they got to, no, no, that's a lifetime appointment. That's better than the other one. Yeah, they'll, they'll come up with some way to spin <laughs> right. it. Just be like, we got to get this brought out of here. Like, right. relax. <laughs> like right now, right? <laughs> yeah, like, no, like this doesn't know. work. I don't think this it doesn't do it. work. I don't think it do it. The, the, the election, the election is in 10 months. You're, yeah. you're out of, you're out of time. I think at this point, they're going to roll with Joe Biden. If that's the case, we're going to, we're going to have not just a good day. We're going to have an outstanding day in the league. Yeah, and, and Joe's not going anywhere while the Hunter Biden stuff is outstanding. He's he's going to be there to make sure they give whatever pardon they can give him. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, buddy, I know that you have votes. Uh, I appreciate yeah. your time as always. More importantly, I appreciate your fight. Uh, of you, you know, it's it's awesome. And uh, you know, again, uh, look forward to hanging out again very soon because uh, I'll see you next that, month. That was that month. was way too much fun. We just, we just got to go fishing or something like that, and then. You know, or hunting, fishing you know, or hunting. Other, you know I mean? other than the Chinese probably spying on us with balloons and stuff like that, no well, one will whatever. be listening. So we'll have some fun. <laughs> we'll shoot them down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You be good, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Take care, man. Appreciate it. Okay, guys, uh, that was awesome. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Uh, put your notifications on. We're only on two days a week, so to compete with the big boys, we need you guys to be watching 
Uh, so put on your notifications so you don't miss anything. Also, if you get your podcast on Apple or Spotify, we will be there so you don't have to miss anything. If you can't be here when we go live or you can't watch it on your computer screen, but if you're driving, traveling, whatever it may be, it's you guys that make this possible. So check that out. Download the Rumble app as well. Uh, share it with your friends. Like, share, subscribe. It's a no-brainer. Also, go check out our incredible sponsors. They have the guts to support programming like this. That's a big deal. So check out the team over at My Patriot Supply. We want you to be prepared. Uh, we see the crises looming on a daily basis, and that really includes taking care of your family's food security. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest emergency preparedness company, and they want to make sure you're eating right in a time of crisis. The meals last 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories daily. That's a big deal. And when you visit preparewithdonjr.com, P-R-E-P-A-R-E with donjr.com, you'll get $60 off their four-week emergency food kit, okay? Do it and take care of your family. Visit preparewithdonjr.com. Pretty simple. Guys, also make sure to check out the great folks at Patriot Mobile, okay? These guys are true patriots. They're good friends. They donate a portion of every dollar back to the causes that we believe in, as opposed to Woke Telecom, which gives it and weaponizes your hard-earned dollars against you. You get to keep your phone. You get to keep your phone number. Fast, free activation. Go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. That's patriotmobile.com slash triggered. It's literally a no-brainer. Nothing has to change for you except you can stop giving the companies that hate your guts your hard-earned money. And last but not least, don't forget to check out the awesome folks over at Gold Co. by going to donjuniorgold.com. D-O-N-J-R gold.com. We like to talk about preparedness. We have it with food, but we also want you to take care of your financial security and make sure you're prepared for whatever economic disaster looms. Obviously, gold, silver, precious metals, these things can really help balance out uh, some of the insanity in an unstable world. So you can learn more. Let them take you through the whole process by going to donjuniorgold.com. With that, guys, thanks so much. You are the best, and we will see you soon.